I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Ron and Anian, someone born this year is probably not going to have to go for a driver's license. Someone born this year is probably not going to start driving in an internal combustion engine vehicle. The Car Doctor. Where I would have gone is, did he look at just OBD2 for code, or did he do a complete scan of the vehicle? Complete scan. Okay, and and he came up with no codes. That's right. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, The Car Doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Our first guest and our only guest this hour. It really needs no introduction. And I know that phrase is overused so many times in, 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 in radio and TV and show business in general. And I don't consider this show business. This is just as real as it gets. We're using the microphone uh, via radio waves to present the ideas and conversation here today about cars. Wayne Carini. Wayne was, Wayne was six years old when he went to his first meet at Hershey, which is the uh, East Coast version of uh, Collector Car Mecca. And um, it just kind of took hold and it just bit him and it sunk in and he created what he's created, as we all know him, uh, from chasing classic cars, from F40 Motorsports, uh, from everything else that he does for uh, the good of, uh, you know, uh, the, the automotive world and the rest of the world. And we're proud and happy to have him with us here today. Wayne, welcome aboard, sir. Thanks, Ron. Nice um, to be with you. No, nah, it's nice to have you. Um, uh, collectible cars. Let's start the conversation there. Uh, you know, everybody thinks... They've got a collectible. Is there a definition by what makes that car a collectible car? Well, I mean, uh, everybody loves collecting things. Uh, a collectible car means um, 
different things to different people. You know, some people could say that their uh, 2019 Ford pickup truck is a collectible car. Um, you know, it all depends. Um, we see, though, what's really great in our hobby is, is that um, just when we think that lost generations are, are gone down the road, um, suddenly there's new generations that are becoming interested, s- such as 80s and 90s cars, where a few years ago we thought those cars were long gone, forgotten. No one, no one would give them any love. And suddenly uh, we get a different generation that they grew up with those cars, and now they're they're collectible cars. So. It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And it's it's the memory. I, I agree with you. About a year ago, I read somewhere that the 81 Chrysler Aries, the K car, is now a collectible. Um. You know, um, I'm, br- I'm bringing a trailer. Uh, t- uh, yesterday, there was a, uh, a Plymouth Voyager with 170,000 miles on it that sold for twelve grand. I mean... You know, you can't you can't sort of explain that kind of stuff. But right. Minivans are, are becoming very popular suddenly, and if you have a minivan with very low sub fifty thousand miles on it, it becomes very valuable. So, um, pickup trucks. There was a uh, there was a Ford pickup truck. Uh, I believe it was a nineteen seventy nine F two fifty that sold for a hundred thousand dollars a couple of weeks ago. Uh, very low miles. Actually, actually, I think it was below a hundred miles, but still. $100,000 for a Ford F-250. Right. So there's different collectors, and, and that's what makes this uh, this hobby so interesting. So how big is the, you know, if, if you had to define it and say the collector car hobby is so many millions or billions of dollars or a percentage of just the U.S. economy, is there a number? Is there a way to, to equate that to something? <clears throat> you know, I've never, uh, I've never thought of it that way, um, but... Um, you get if if you start looking at particular cars, for instance, uh, GTO Ferraris that sell for seventy five million dollars, um, and then you you go right down the line to cars that, like I just said, like a Plymouth Voyager or a Ford pickup truck. I mean, it, it, it amasses quite a bit of money. Um, but I think more than anything, the important answer is is that how many collectors there are, how many people are interested in the automotive hobby around the world. It, it's it's totally amazing. I think that um, television, such as my TV show, has brought uh, a, a new vision to what collecting cars in that hobby is, is all about. People read magazines previously. Um, they watched motor racing on television. But when all of a sudden car shows came to the fr- fr- uh, forefront and became very popular all over the world, it, it brought a new spark to the to the industry. Right. It's, it's it's been wonderful. Really do you, been wonderful. Do you, you what are you working on in the shop right now, Wayne? What's the what's what's the flavor or the assortment of cars that the shop is currently working on F forty Motorsports? Oh geez, you know we're we're restoring um, an Edwards, uh, which was a car um, that was made by a gentleman uh, whose name is Edwards, and he was in San Francisco, and he was one of the founders of the Pebble Beach. Um, Concord, as well as the auto race that, that went through the Del Monte Forest. And this was uh, um, a car that he had built. He thought he was going to mass produce them. He built six of them. And uh, so this was uh, the prototype. This is the first one. So we're restoring that car to go to Pebble Beach next year, not this year. Um, we're restoring a um, car called the Cadillac Valkyrie. It was a, it was a Brooke Stevens design. And a very unusual front end, a very unusual looking car. 
And Brooke Stevens brought that car all over the world and showed it at, at, at different auto shows, the Paris Auto Show, the Frankfurt Auto Show, uh, New York Auto Show. And so it's a it's an auto show car, and we're restoring it, and we're going to go in 2023 to Villa Dest over in Italy with that car. So a lot of these cars are long-term projects. We have short-term projects, too. A Maserati Bore we're doing right now, a complete restoration on. Um, we just finished the Di Tommaso Mangusta. Um, and and we, we service a lot of cars. And then my cars. My gosh, I'm finally allowing myself to bring my own cars into the shop. So we're, we're just finishing now uh, a 1936 Jaguar SS100 that was owned by Dave Garraway, who was the, the host of the Today Show uh, in the 50s. And he was the first live broadcast television star. And Dave, uh, Dave was so well known for his, uh, his collectability of, of or collector of many different Jaguars. And this was one of his favorites that he raced. And I'm very proud to, be, to own that car. Other than that, it was his car. Is there something about that car that just, you know, turn, turns Wayne's switch? You know, what, what, what lights your fire on that car? What makes you giggle? Well, I, I, it's a style car that I really enjoy, the open cockpit, um, although I do love coupes. But this one, um, Dave... Um, in 1951, heard that Jaguar was coming out with the 120 and with a, with a lo- larger engine than was in previously in any Jaguar. And it was basically um, an engine that they'd used um, and they developed and, and it turned out to be the D-type and the C-type engine later on. But yet he got that engine from Jaguar, took the smaller displacement engine out of the car, which he had tried to supercharge to make it go faster and put this 120 Jag engine in, and the factory had never let an engine leave the factory unless it was in a car. Well, they, they made a, a, an exception for that, and they gave it to Dave, and it's still in the car today. So I think the race history, and the history of the engine swap, and then in 1954, Dave did something outrageous, and he put an alligator interior in the car. So it still has that alligator interior, uh, has great race history, and, it, and it's written up in magazines and, and books. Uh, it's just huge boxfuls of, of uh, all the write-ups about the car. So I love history, and I love unusual cars. And I think those two things are what did it for me. Going back to the gentleman that built the Edwards. So that has to be a complete hand fabrication of everything. Because obviously there's no parts. You're ma- you've got to be making yes. everything for that car. Yeah, I tell you what, it was in really great shape. Um it had been shown previously at Pebble Beach, um, but not painted the correct color. But it's the fit of the car. Everything is such so tricky. Here we got a very, very early fiberglass car. you got to remember the Corvettes came out in 1953. And so this was one of the very first hand-built fiberglass cars. And uh, they, were, they were experimenting a lot. So it has a lot of Oldsmobile components. It has an Oldsmobile engine, Oldsmobile dashboard. Um, and gauges, and then a lot of fabrication. Um, it, it looks very Italian, um, so it, it's it's a quite unusual car. And the unique part about this project is is it, it, it belongs to a great customer of mine, and his last name is Edwards. So that's the reason he wanted it. He wanted a car that had his name, <laughs> and uh, and he'd not ever been to Pebble Beach before. He's he's a Mopar collector, but he never really dove into that pool. Of, of collector cars going at the high end um, car shows. So um, 
we're excited about that project with with him. There's always there's always a story attached to collector cars. Hey Wayne, sit tight. Let's pull over and take a pause. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation. I appreciate you being here, sir. Ron and Annie, the car doctor. We are back right after this. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss a common mistake that a lot of people do. They use fabric softener when it's not so great for your clothes. Should we never be using fabric softener? No, you should not ever be using fabric softener. It leaves a deposit on our clothes, which is also left in the machine. And it also makes the clothes highly flammable. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. What you want to do instead is just use a quarter cup of vinegar. And that'll make them softer? That'll make them softer. And if you wanted some kind of scent, you can use essential oils. Wow, wow, wow. Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela E is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yimby's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. Whether it's a little red Corvette or a Yugo, you've come to the right place to get that car fixed. Ron and Annie and the Car Doctor, 855-560-9900. Now, back to Ron. Wayne, when we pulled away for the pause, we were talking about, you know, collectible cars and stories. Everybody's got a great collector car story, right? Do you ever get tired of hearing everybody's story? No, that's the best part. I mean, the best part is the stories. 
when I bring people around and I show them my collection, that's what makes the difference to me is the, is the story behind the car. So I think that that's a very, very important part of it. Uh, and then sometimes you lose that story when you, let's say you buy at a car at auction. And I'm not against buying cars at auction, but I like buying them from the family, from the individual that's had it for yeah. a long period of time. And the stories that go along with it, I mean, um, I'm, I'm writing a book right now all about those stories and, uh, and, and my life with cars. And so it's an important part of it. Because that's, that's Americana. I, you know, quick, quick car story, Wayne. Um, <laughs> I bought a 72 Monte Carlo three years ago. Found it in Texas, Craigslist, a town called Menard, Menard, Texas. If you look it up, it's about eight city blocks wide. It's like a speck of dust on the Texas prairie. It's just tiny. And it was, you know, it was eight grand. And the gentleman I was buying it from, his name was Francis Pope. All right, I don't think he's going to mind. And um, I said, I'll take the car. We talked about it. We, we hammered out the price. And he says, how do we do this? I said, I'll tell you what, I'll send you the check. When the check clears, send me a title. He said, just like that. I said, yeah, your last name is Pope. If I can't trust you, who can I trust? And, you know, it, 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 just, it just worked out. I sent him the check. Three days later, he says the check cleared. He sent me the title. He shipped me the car. We're done. And, you know, that's what makes collecting cars so much fun, the idea that uh, that exists. Uh, you know, if I asked you, Wayne, what, what wound your clock? What was the first car you started to drive in? It probably brings up these really great memories, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, my dad restored cars for a living when I grew up. So, I, you know, as I said, uh, I'd, I'd gone to Hershey when I was six years old. Um, I'd, I, I did so many things. So so picture this now. I'm, I, I graduate and I'm growing up and I'm 10 years old now. So this is 1950. Uh, I'm sorry, 61. I'm 10 years old. I'm walking through the the flea market in Hershey with a sandwich board sign over my shoulders and my father's written down every part he's looking for. <laughs> and I had a crayon in my pocket and, and with no accompaniment from an adult, just go and see if you can find these parts. And uh, this is our, our spot number. Just make sure you're back for lunch. I mean, that, <laughs> that alone, I mean, Oh my God, who would think of doing that today? But yeah. It was no, no big deal back then. And I found so many cool parts because they see a little kid walking around with a sandwich board sign. Everybody had to look and talk to me, you know? Oh, sure. And, yeah. uh, and, and, and people would take my picture, you know, back then they had these brownie cameras, you know, it was, it was something. So it, it's the stories yeah. uh, without a doubt. I, I like that Monte Carlo. I, uh, I like that year. Um, I had one and uh, that was a wonderful car. Oh, let me tell you. And that was the, you know, and there's that story, right? That was the car I went to college in and that was the car I dated. My girlfriend became my wife in. And, you know, here we are 40 something years later, and we're both looking at that car going, wow, the, the, you know, the idea of traveling all over the East Coast in that car as kids. And, you know, the neat part was you could do it. We were talking about this the other day that, you know, you could take that 72 Monte Carlo. We would run up to Boston. We would run down to North Carolina. You could drive everywhere. And if it broke, which it did break. You would, you know, park the car. You'd walk to the nearest, you know, auto parts store, wherever it was. You'd take out your, you know, seven wrenches, four screwdrivers, and a hammer, and you'd fix the car with the parts you had, and you were done. Y you know, it's a problem today, right? The, the the collectible car can't break down on the side of the road. It's Those parts aren't there like they once were, and it, it just makes the hobby a little bit but more you, stressful. Yeah, but I, I tell you, um, people always say to me, when they buy a car, I said, they say, is it, is, you think this is going to break down? And I said, well, count on it. 
that's part of the fun. Yeah. You know, and it, well, what do you mean it's part of the fun? I said, you meet the nicest people. If you pull over on the side of the road with your hood up on a collector car, you get 20 people that stop wanting to help you. Yeah. And you make new friends. I mean, it's not the way to do it, actually, but if it, <laughs> in case it it happens. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's always someone there to help out. So yeah. it, it, um, it, it becomes a little that, car that, show. That, that makes it. Yeah, it becomes a little car show right there on Interstate 95. It, you know, like exactly. we, we, we gotta, exactly. we, we've got to save this car. Uh, you know, and it, it, it really is true. You know, we're, we're here. We how are. I, how I, how I uh, fell in love with the Monte Carlo is, is that a friend of mine was getting married in Atlanta and we, we had no car that we knew would make it to Atlanta. So we rented from national car rental, a 1972 Monte Carlo. And three of us guys drove to Atlanta in this car. And you said it breaks down. Well, the engine blew just outside of Atlanta and we called national and they brought us a new car and picked that one up. But <laughs> that was my way of repairing the car. Yeah. yeah it right. Was, it was, it was kind of funny. Yeah. But that's, you know, they were, they were such great, great road car. cars. Yeah. I, I put 400,000 miles on the first one I had. And you know, it's funny. I think about why I get rid of it. I got rid of it because let's see, the seat was torn. The driver's seat needed to be reupholstered and the floor pan was starting to buckle because, you know, just so many miles on it, it was just kind of getting hollowed out. And, oh, you know, there was a little bit of rust on the fender today. That car would be patina and it would just be, you know, let's just, just drive it another 400,000. So it's everything's, everything's a matter of perspective. Um, Correct. you know, a uh, quick question before we pull over one more time, Wayne, I want you to think about this. So you're running a, you're running a, a, a restoration shop F40 Motorsports. Uh, you know, do you have a hard time finding the technical help? You know, the guys that want to work in the shop or is it, you know, is it, is it not a problem because it's a collector car hobby, not a, you know, general repair shop per se? Um, well, um, you know, because we're a restoration shop, we're dealing with a lot of older cars. Um, I, I have employees. I've got one employee, Steve. He's been with me for 44 years. Um, he's so probably a keeper. Once you, once you come to work for me, you don't leave. It, uh, it, it's an enjoyable work environment, and there's always something interesting to do. And and what people don't know, we teach them. And, and so I'm very proud to have such a great group of guys working with me that's great um my office staff is just terrific i'm a very lucky person yeah i i I have to agree you know what um i I say to myself i'm a very lucky guy i get to sit up here every week and do this and uh, you know look what you get to do it's just it's we really don't go to work we just we just get to have fun all week long playing with cars hey wayne when we come back i want to talk about the electrification of collector cars or will that happen and how will it affect collectible cars so stay right there i'm ron anany and the car doctor you stay right where you are we'll be back right after this Juan Gabriel, Juan Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Cristina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. 
Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. This is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff, How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. We're back with season two of the podcast, which means more opportunities to glow up and become a more responsible and better adult, one life lesson at a time. And let me just tell you, this show is just as much for us as it is for you. So let's figure this stuff out together. This season, we're going to talk about whether or not we're financially and emotionally ready for dog ownership. We're going to figure out the benefits of a high-yield savings account. And what exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party? All that, plus so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey, it's Zuko and Kayla from The Wake Up Call. Enjoy your podcast, but when you're done, don't forget about us. We have a radio show. We try to bring a smile to your face every morning. We also talk to some of the hottest country stars of today, and we like to share some good news with That's What I Like. Because Lord knows that's hard to find. When you're done podcasting your podcast, listen to us at 92.3 WCOL. Set your preset on your radio right now, and don't forget you can listen to us online on the iHeartRadio app. She's real fine, my 409. She's real fine, my 409, my 409. Welcome back. We're on the Andy the Car Doctor. We're here with Wayne Carini chasing classic cars, F40 Motorsports, and the list goes on. Wayne, you know, where's the next 409 in the collector car world? What do you think the upcoming collectible will be? Well, uh, low production cars. Um, that seems to be really the, the focus. I mean, um, Porsches are so hot at the moment, and, and, and I love the car, but yet I don't understand it. They made so many of them. So to me, like a Dodge Demon, uh, although I just sold my Demon with 170 miles on it, um, and anything that's low production, and the new Corvette I think is fabulous, um, they're going to make a lot of them, but they'll have special uh, ones. So we're, you were mentioning uh, electric cars. Right. So the E-Ray will be coming out in a couple of years, which is the electrical car, uh, electric Corvette. Um, supposed to be 700 horsepower, um, 600 to the rear wheels with a, one motor in the back and 100 to the front wheel. So it's going to be a four-wheel drive electric car. I find that exciting. Um, but I, I think... With what happened with the coronavirus, it sort of uh, enclosed us all, and 
people finally recognize that lack of traveling and getting on an airplane and go or going for a cruise or whatever it might be uh, was replaced by collector cars. So people are stuck at home. What do I do? All of a sudden, that thought process, you know, if I get in my car, I'm by myself. I'm not, you know, bothering anyone or infecting anyone. Um, and our car sales went through the roof. And, and the business has been so strong lately and for all types of collector cars. So um, the next collector car, um, it's whatever comes around, it sort of uh, it means something to you. And I think that that is different for everyone. So it, what I say doesn't really matter to somebody else. That they, I mean, I, we are talking electric cars. I just bought yesterday a 1910 Waverly electric. And because of electric cars being around and becoming more and more popular and all the manufacturers finally turning that corner and going partially or full in like Cadillac says they're going to be full into electric cars. Um, it creates interest in the vintage electric cars. People thought that the Tesla and uh, the Prius were the first electric cars. Well, electric cars date back to the 1800s. And I think that the, that interest is starting to, to be known and recognized and so I'm starting to look for some uh, cool electric cars. I have a 1909 Baker in my collection that's a little roadster. Uh, we just love the car. Um, my grandson and I cruise all over our farm in it, and we'll go down the road in it. It's just, it's just very unusual and very cool. So, And Pebble Beach, Amelia Island, all the major car events around the country this year are recognizing uh, electric cars. So, Do you think... Um, you know, do you ever stop to think, so by 35, GM says they'll be all electric. I think Ford and Jaguar by 30, and the list, yeah. and the list goes I, I, on. So, Does that hurt the yeah, collector car think, market? Does that hurt the guy who's, you know, got that older gas engine muscle car or collectible from the 50s or the 30s? Or, you know, does that change their value at all, do you think? Well, here's what I think is, is that that won't change. People will still want to get in a, an internal combustion engine car. Um, as far as Cadillac and all those guys saying, I think that that's a lot of verbiage that sort of flies around. Cadillac actually said, or GM said, that they, they'll be all electric in some models. But getting to the focus of this, I think that the biggest concern is teaching young people how to drive standard shift cars. That, more than anything, is something that's so important. With the tr transmissions that are in cars today, 99% of cars on the road are, are automatic shift. So if young people don't know how to drive a standard shift, why would they want to buy a car that is a standard shift that they can't use? And they're timid to learn. So if we can teach more and more people how to drive standard shifts, I think that that saves our hobby and saves our, our beautiful collector cars in the future more than the uh, influx of electric cars going into the marketplace. Right. Um, and this is going to be a long-term situation. If you look at the, the grid that we have, the highway system today, um, and your electric car is getting 300 miles to a charge, um, and I just drove, for instance, I have this week, I'm, I'm I'm part of the New England Motor Press Association, so I so I write about cars. And I'm driving an F-250, I mean, an F-150 um, Power Boost, which is a, a hybrid, and it gets 700 miles to a tank full. Wow. And it's got 440 horsepower. I mean, it's just, 
the, the technology just grows and grows. Porsche is, is working on a synthetic fuel now. So we won't have that, uh, to pump the oil out of the ground in order to fuel our automobiles someday down the road. So I think electric cars are here to stay. More and more will probably be in city environments. Uh, but as far as going across the country or jumping in the car to go to Florida, that gasoline power car is still looking pretty good. Yeah, it's it's got to be the option. My argument has always been, show me how you're going to recharge that car in the time it takes you in a gas station. How are you going to recharge the battery? The only thing right. I've, I've read, and I agree with this, is there's talk that they will make hot swappable battery packs where you'll go into right. a, you'll go into a a battery station and they'll they'll hot swap the battery in and out but what's the cost factor and then what if you get a bad battery from the last charging station how do they come get you it just it it presents some complications and then ultimately the numbers i'm reading lately charles lane just wrote a, a, a post or a story yesterday in the washington post and he talked about the numbers in terms of what's going to charge the grid and where the electricity is going to come from and citing his article he said in the year 2040 that would be five years into an electrification program that's supposed to be complete. We'll be still operating, I think it was 11% um, 11% coal-fired plants and 40% natural gas plants creating the electricity for the electric cars. So it's still a fossil fuel-based environment. So what are we doing it to is, clean up the it, air? It, 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 that, that's definitely a problem, uh, you know. Um, it, it was funny. I saw I saw a picture once of, of a uh, charging station somewhere, and there was a Cummings diesel generator behind it that ran to create the power to put in your car. This is not making any sense. No, it's, and, um, and that's and, the and problem. And another thing is, is that what's going to happen to these batteries? I mean, uh, where are they going to go? Yep. Uh, what's going to happen to them uh, down the road? And and uh, investing in companies today, I think, that have uh, the technology of, of uh, recycling these back batteries is going to be a, a great company to invest in because that's the new thing that they can create the power, um, but what's it take to, to get rid of it? Um, I had to, um, I had the uh, fortune to, to sit down and have lunch with Gordon Murray once. Um, Gordon called my cell phone. I was at a Pebble Beach, and he said, oh, this is Gordon Murray. Would, <laughs> would you mind having lunch with me today? Go, Are you kidding me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. One of my idols. And we sat and talked for three hours, and, and the one thing he said is he says, everyone's worried about the carbon footprint of the automobile itself, but can you imagine, he said, the carbon footprint of the manufacturing plant that makes that automobile, it far exceeds anything. And so what he's been trying to do is, is create a cleaner and more environmentally safe plant to build these cars. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, you got to look at the whole picture, I guess. So looking at the disposal of the batteries, how we get the electricity, that doesn't seem to be being addressed at the moment. Right. It's, oh, electric cars are the savior of the earth. Well, maybe not so much. Yeah, maybe not so much. Hey, Wayne, we're going to pull over. When we come back, let's talk about something fun. Let's get the folks all wired up and uh, talk about how they're going to find good car shows this coming season, and maybe it'd be a good weekend to go take a cruise. Stay put. We're talking with Wayne Carini. I'm Ron Anini and The Car Doctor. We'll both be back right after this. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. 
Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cotero Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss. A common mistake that a lot of people do, they use fabric softener when it's not so great for your clothes. Should we never be using fabric softener? No, you should not ever be using fabric softener. It leaves a deposit on our clothes, which is also left in the machine. And it also makes the clothes highly flammable. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. What you want to do instead is just use a quarter cup of vinegar. And that'll make them softer? That'll make them softer. And if you wanted some kind of scent, you can use essential oils. Wow, wow, wow. Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Welcome back. Ron and Danny, the car doctor, winding up this hour with Wayne Carini chasing classic cars. Wayne. Uh, you know, going to be a fun weekend, right? Beginning of spring this weekend, and uh, hopefully we get some good spring and summer weather. You know, is there a way, you know, we want to get families out to do car shows, right? The ultimate social distancing event Social distancing event uh, coming out of COVID, right? But great, great way to spend the weekend with family, correct? It is. It is. Uh, we have a local show um, that we did last year even, but what it was was a drive-by show. So everybody brought their cars. We spaced them out two cars uh, apart and we had people just drive by uh, in their own vehicle and look at the cars. So, I mean, there was always a way to do it, but uh, as we loosen up here a little bit more, uh, things are going to start happening. It's it's spring here in the Northeast. Um, I hope to get some of my cars out and drive them tomorrow, but uh, car shows are easy to to find. You find a a cars and coffee event, which is a wonderful way to to join your uh, friends and and, uh, fellow car people and just kick the tires for a couple hours, talk about your car, and then you go home and you have the whole day to yourself after that. Yeah, it's uh, just, There's major events major events coming up. Uh, Amelia Island moved from March to May, so we'll be down in Florida for one of the best car shows in the world, Amelia Island Concours. That'll be uh, the last week in May. 
So there's so many things happening. And then as we move on into the summer and into the fall, um, Pebble Beach is still on. Uh, there's there's lots of uh, other huge car events. We're going to Bonneville this year and and race our uh, Bonneville car. So we're excited about that. There's there's always going to be great car events, and it's going to be a slow start. You know, Pebble Beach will probably be at about half speed this year. Right. Um, there won't be all the parties going on and all the things that normally happen. Amelia Island will be dialed back slightly, but not, not terribly. Uh, David Gooding won't be there with his auction. So listen, as long as we can get out and get momentum again, um, get going again, uh, Amelia Island, even though the, it's in Florida, uh, the mask rule is, is not going on down there. Uh, for respect for people all over the world and all over the country that are going to come to that event, Bill Warner has put the mask rule in, in effect when you're on the grounds of the Ritz-Carlton. So um, these are all things that we got to think about, but yet don't hide in your house. Get in your car and use it, drive it, go out and meet people, go to small events. We have a, a local small event at a brewery, a, a beautiful a brewery that, that happens at a tobacco barn in Connecticut. And we get 15, 20 cars, but it's just that socialization. You need to get out and, and uh, socialize with your friends and, and uh, see cars again. There, there is a socialization to cars. You know, one of my one of my earliest favorite memories of my dad would be when I was a kid, and my dad passed when I was eleven. But I remember I was five or six years old, and we would go out Sunday morning for milk. We lived in North Jersey, and we go for milk. Of course, we went to Pennsylvania because Dad wanted to take a ride in the car and go look at the cows. And uh, Dad, where are we going? We're going to Chuchistan. Get in the car. Um, you know, I thought Chuchistan was a real place for for the better part of twenty years. I kept looking for Chuchistan on a map. I never found it. But uh, <laughs> you know, Dad, Dad, and his stories, and let's go for a ride. And and you know, just great times. And I think that if you can't find a car show in the next couple of weeks. Just get out on a Sunday and let's bring back the Sunday ride, the ride to nowhere for a couple of hours and just see the sights and see the country, right? What a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon. You know, uh, when when COVID hit and it was March, um, I, I was very fortunate to get my new Corvette right, right before they closed down. And uh, so uh, I have an autistic daughter and her and I spent so much great time together just driving around that Corvette. And I got to see towns I never knew existed in right. the state of Connecticut. Yeah. You know, we would just go out for a ride and yeah. just go look around, yeah. stop somewhere, maybe get a cup of coffee or something. But yet you got out, you enjoyed yourself, the fresh air. Um, and then the, the camaraderie, that was the most important part. You the, know, the, you were talking about going for a ride for no reason. Uh, remember the Volvo P1800 that, that went 3 million miles? Yeah. Uh, uh, Herb, yeah, Herb, so, Herb, I think the gentleman's name yeah, was a science teacher. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yeah. From, from Long Island. So, so I went, we did a, a segment for our TV show with his daughters that were looking to sell the car. Right. And they told the story how dad would get up on a Saturday morning and say, Hey, you want to go for pancakes? And the girls would go, I guess dad, but it's four o'clock in the morning. Well, get in the car. We're going to go for pancakes. And they drive to Canada. Uh, because ca- Canadian uh, pancakes had the best syrup. So, uh, 
any excuse at all to go for a drive. Yeah. You know, the road, the road to Chucha Stan Wayne. We've got to leave it there. I want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us today, and uh, you, you nice brought a, you, you brought a lot of smiles to us. And uh, you know, when we get the opportunity, if you have the time, we'd love to have you back. You be safe. You be well. Best to you and your family. And uh, for those at F Forty Motorsports, we appreciate all you guys do for uh, helping the collectibles. I'm Ron Anani and the Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. We're back with season two of the podcast, which means more opportunities to glow up and become a more responsible and better adult, one life lesson at a time. And let me just tell you, this show is just as much for us as it is for you. So let's figure this stuff out together. This season, we're going to talk about whether or not we're financially and emotionally ready for dog ownership. We're going to figure out the benefits of a high-yield savings account. And what exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party? All that, plus so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Welcome back. We're on Nina the Car Doctor. Once again, I want to thank Wayne Carini, Chasing Classic Cars, for taking the time this weekend. And also, I want to thank Jim Lebrecht from the Governor's Office, the great state of Maine, and talking to us about electric cars and all that that involved in and all that that entails. So some uh, really great, timely conversation. This one from Benjamin Juster by email. Hey, Ron, you were talking about a scan tool at the top of the first hour. 
Can you tell us the name and where we might find more information you failed to mention that? Sure, the Opus IVS, opusivs.com, the Drive Pro, actually. It's the Drive Pro scan tool from Opus IVS. That's the company, opusivs.com. And uh, the thing to remember with them is this is not just a scan tool, but it gives you access to approximately 100 or so different techs in that particular car line, master text that can help you log in and uh, you know program or run a function or just get a second opinion about that car. That tool, the Drive Pro from Opus, is sort of like having your uh, buddy in the garage at the uh, Ford or, or, or Mercedes or, or, or Chevy dealership or whatever. And uh, he's right on the phone for you to talk to you about those cars and those particular problems. So um, what a quick two hours. Holy cow. Now, in all fairness, real fast, before I go, I hear the music. I want to say this. I want you guys out there, the Car Doctor Nation, bring me the other side. I want to hear from the pro-electric car people. I'm not saying these have been anti, but I want to hear from everybody. I want somebody to get us Elon Musk. Let's interview the big fish himself, and let's talk to him about the electric car future and see what that entails. Till then, I'm Ron Anany and the Car Doctor reminding you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff.